Well, Happy New Year, friends. It is so good to be back with you. And my hope is that over this kind of most unusual of Christmas kind of New Year breaks, that you've been able to manage to find some moments of peace. Um, today, I want us to take a moment as we kind of start a new year. This is the first time of us gathering this year. Uh, I want to give us an opportunity to pause uh, and in that pause, I'm hoping that we'll get some time to then reflect, uh, reflect on the year that's been and, and also look forward to the year that's coming. And so what I want to encourage you to do, maybe uh, you can grab your phone out at this moment. And I'm not encouraging you at this point to kind of get online playing games or uh, look at your social media status. I rather want to encourage you, why not just make some notes? As I think, particularly at the end, when I'm going to give us seven questions, I really want us to take hold of those. I think they could really help us. Uh, maybe for some of us who think, well, I haven't got a phone to make notes. I need to just quickly run and get a bit of pen and paper. Well, why don't you do that? And I'll kind of keep sharing. You'll be able to hear me in the distance. Uh, but I encourage you, get something just to make some notes. As I really do believe what we're going to look at today um, actually invites us invites us to live in a way that I promise is going to do you and I good. And then what I want to do is just look at three verses, three verses from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verses 16 to 18, where Paul writes this. He says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He's going to read that again. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. See, Paul wants to give us an invitation, an invitation that actually is from God, that God's will for your life and my life is that we would be those that are shaped by his loving unconditional love and unconditional goodness. And he's longing for our lives to be characterized by his goodness and love. And Paul says how we can live more in the wonder of what Jesus has afforded us through his life, death and resurrection is by living with dependency, living with thanksgiving and also with rejoicing. Now, Paul puts it the other way around, but I want to do it this way because there can be a pressure sometimes that we hear that first word, rejoice always. And we think, man, I, like, do you not understand, Adrian, like what I'm living with at the moment? How am I going to live rejoicing always? Well, what I want us to see is actually in this invitation Paul gives us of living with dependency, living with thanksgiving, actually we're going to find at the end that it causes us to be those who live with deep joy that brings rejoicing. As to start off with, I want to look at dependency. Now, you could say, well, that isn't there. There isn't the word dependency in this passage. Well, actually, there is. It kind of is implicit in all that Paul is sharing as he says, pray continually. Like, he doesn't say pray occasionally, pray when you feel like it, pray sometimes. He says, no, pray continually. Why? Because it reveals dependency. It reveals a dependency on God. You see, that call to live dependently, to be praying continually is like saying, like, daily, moment by moment, like, I can't do this. 
Like, I haven't got it in me to do all that I've got to do. I need help. Like, isn't that good? Like, I don't know about you, but that just does my heart good to know that I haven't got to get everything sorted. It isn't all down to me. Rather, I'm invited into this life that's shaped by one where I'm continuously dependent on this God who's longing to bring me all more into the life that he has for me that's characterized by his love and goodness. See, the reality is, as I reflect back on this year, I realize I've needed God so much. The reality is there's been so many different circumstances that we, I, have had to navigate that just have been challenging, have kind of left your head spinning, thinking, like, I don't know what to do now. And Paul's kind of like, well, that's the whole point. We're not meant to do this by ourselves. You see, in this pause, as we remember, we're those that are to be shaped by dependency. It causes us to know that we therefore can come. Come to God in the reality of everything that we've just been through in terms of 2020. We don't have to come and kind of pretend that everything's okay or that we're doing all right. Rather that we can come in our reality before God. Come in our frailty, in our brokenness, in our vulnerability, in our kind of deep sense of knowing that like we're not enough. We need you, God. Like we, we get to come in that reality as we look back and say, well, this is where I'm at. Like 2021 feels like it's just a continuation of 2020. Well, we come, therefore, in that reality before God. See, for me, as I've reflected, it's meant I've come to God and said, hey, God, this is the reality that I found last year that the, in addition to the pandemic that we were living with, like additional care for members of my wider family just weighed heavily on me. Like it it caused me to just know incredible emotional demands and cost me emotionally. So I come with that reality before God. I, I come before reality before God of just knowing that last year that I struggled with the fact that I couldn't finish some things. I come to God in that reality of also knowing that through last year, I had moments of just knowing deep loneliness, often self-inflicted, if I'm honest, of in moments of feeling fragile, of feeling vulnerable, of still seeking to care for everyone else and thinking, I'll be okay. And that just causing me to feel lonely. And so in the pause, we come And we come to this God that we're dependent on and come in the reality of what we've been through. That as we come to this God who we're depending on, I'm saying, this is the reality I'm living with. God comes with his comfort. God comes as one who wants to hear. God comes as one who comes to heal, who comes to bring strength. We also come to this God not only with the reality of where we've been, but also saying, God, I I need you for where I am and where I'm going. Like, surely this is the best way to start the year by saying, God, I need you. I need you to be all that I'm meant to be. 
I need you to uh, cause me to be able to inhabit all the life that you've afforded me, Jesus. God, I need you to cause me to do all that I know you've purposed for me to do this year. I wonder if this is more of what it looked like when Jesus said, like, pray saying, give me today my daily bread. Like with those that therefore live dependent on God. Those who continuously say, yeah, I'm going to continually pray. Why? Because I need to. Because I want to. Not because I have to. No, no. I need to and I want to. But it's not only that Paul says, like, with those that are to be living dependently. He also says we're to be those living with thanksgiving. Like the truth is this, like I find thanksgiving a bit hard. I, I tend to kind of love to kind of get to the point and think, all right, that's done, brilliant, now let's get to the next challenge. Was actually Paul's encouraging to say, no, no, in all circumstances, make time for thanksgiving. Make time to remember, to celebrate what has gone on. Why? Because it reminds us of just the wonder of the God we're depending on. And it actually starts to fuel the joy in order that we can be those who rejoice always. See, I'm realizing I need to be someone who just needs to take time out to thank God, to be thankful for things in order that I can celebrate. I wonder whether you need to do the same. Like, for me, if I'm honest, if I look back, I can be deeply thankful personally for things of this year. I can be thankful for my family and how they've navigated the pandemic. They've just been amazing. I can be thankful in terms of my kids and how each of them um, has been able to continue in education within a pandemic to kind of do the GCSEs they want to do, to go on to the A-levels they want to do, or go to the university they wanted to go to. I am deeply thankful that I've learned these lessons and I'm continuing to learn these lessons of all we look through in our recalibrating series, particularly the lesson of slowing down. I'm also thankful for who we are together, for the family of Oasis. I'm, th I'm thankful for the fact that I'm part of this family. I'm thankful for the team that I get to be part of that helps kind of lead this family. I'm thankful for how God has carried us through this last year. I'm thankful for how I've seen individuals like support other individuals and then the kind of roles reverse and there's been this continual one anothering that as one's kind of okay, they say, hey, I know you're not doing so well, let, let me help. And then when someone else is that person's like, well, actually, I'm not doing so well now. And then the other person comes alongside. It's just been phenomenal to see that and to be thankful for it. I'm thankful for tech. And thank you. I'm thankful for the fact that we can connect either virtually in this moment now or virtually on demand in a moment that you're watching it, that we can still connect. I'm thankful that people keep turning up, that we've not thought, well, that's it. We can't gather in a room, therefore we're done. No, no, we've, st we've kind of by faith said, no, we're going to keep coming together. Like, I'm deeply thankful for it. I'm thankful for the fact that even in this moment, new people have come to connect amongst us. I'm thankful for the fact that over this past year, within a pandemic, we've run three separate Alpha courses, allowing individuals to explore the wonder of the life that Jesus offers. Like suddenly you realize, man, 
We've got stuff to be thankful for, even in the bleakness and the fragility. And it's as I stop and pause and realize, no, there is stuff to be thankful for. It causes me to then think, man, this is worth celebrating. See, today offers us, at the start of the year, a moment to pause. And in our pausing, it offers us an invitation. An invitation to inhabit more of the life characterized by God's goodness and love that Jesus has afforded us. As we pause and remember we're those that are dependent on God. As we pause and remember we're those that need to be living with thanksgiving. Actually, it causes us then to do what Paul says. It causes us to start to realize that we do know joy. A joy that isn't found in kind of feeling smiley. A joy, joy that is deep down. That allows us to know, yes, we have a God to depend on. And we have much to be thankful for. And that joy produces rejoicing. Therefore, as I said, I want to leave us with seven questions to consider which I hope will help us in terms of navigating, like how do we then take this pause and reflect and move forward? I'd say first question is this, what have been the hardest parts of the last year? Like take some moments just to consider that. I've already shared some of mine, you know, the emotional demands of uh, why, my wider family in, this, uh, in addition to the pandemic. I've shared in terms of living with things unfinished. I've shared in terms of loneliness, which has often been self-inflicted. Like Once you've done that, it's then secondly, what do you need to ask God for comfort for? Like It's good to come specifically. It's like going and saying, God, this is how I'm doing. God, would you come and meet me in this? And for me, knowing that God's come and providing me comfort, deep comfort, providing me strength, continuously causing me to remember, I have nothing to prove. Third question, is there anything you want to leave with God and not carry forward into 2021. Like for me, it's saying it's okay for some things to be unfinished. It's knowing that I'm not gonna live with isolation and loneliness. I'm gonna choose to be vulnerable and seek connection. Fourth question, how will you seek to live more dependently on God this year? Like, like how's it gonna shape your day differently? Like for me, it's that I'm, we're gonna be looking at the Bible through the year, through a plan. I'm gonna be seeking to fast regularly each week. Like what's it gonna look like for you? Fifthly, what are you most thankful for over this past year? I've outlined some of my thanks personally, and thanks for Oasis. What are yours? Sixthly, is there anyone who you would like to specifically thank? Like, make time to thank people personally. And then lastly, how will you live more thankfully this year? Like, for me, I'm going to be making time weekly to celebrate. What about you?